0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطاهرين اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد verse number 38 قالت خلوا في امم قد خلت من قبلكم من الجن والانس في النار كلما دخلت امة لعنت اختها حتى اذا داركوا فيها جميعا قالت اخراهم لاولاهم ربنا هؤلاء اظلونا Fa'atihim من النار قال لكل ولا he will say enter along with the nations who pass before you of jinn and human into the fire Every time that a nation enters hell, it will curse its sister. When they all rejoin in it, the last of them will say about the first of them, Our Lord, it was they who led us astray. So give them a double punishment of the fire. He will say, it is double for each of you, but you do not know. Now, if you remember the previous discussions in the surah, After revisiting the story of Adam and Eve and how, of course, Adam was transferred onto the earth and his progeny should live there, verse number 35 tells us, the children of Adam, that, Ya Bani Adam, O children of Adam, if there come to you apostles from among yourselves, ...recounting to you my signs, then those who are God-weary and righteous will have no fear, nor will they grieve. Then it talks about those who uh, deny and resist this uh, message uh, and guidance coming from the Lord, and it talks about how they will eventually end up in the hell, and this is actually the continuation of uh, the destiny of those who uh, resist against the guidance. Uh, They go to the hell nations after nations, and these nations are from humans and from jinn. This of course uh, emphasizes uh, what uh, in other places of the Qur'an it is mentioned that Jinn and Enns, the world, the different dimensions in which Jinn and Enns live would merge into each other. So in the Day of Judgment, uh, especially in the hell, Jinn and Ens will live together. And especially those Jinn who were somehow attached to some human beings in terms of deceiving them, they will live with them in the in the same place. So this is why it says, Jinn and uh enter along with the nations who passed before you of gen and humans into the fire uh, who passed before you may not mean passed before you into the hell it may mean passed before you in generations in this world those who passed before you they are in the hell and you also enter the hell alongside with them however uh, as uh, we mentioned, the people do not go to hell all at once. They go in groups, group after another group after another group, as we have in, in Surah Zumar. وَسِغَ kafaru Rabbahum ila The uh, Those who, who have become uh, the, the kuffar will go to hell in groups. And the groups, of course, are... Uh, uh, mentioned here because uh, uh, probably the will take longer for some some would go immediately after the day of resurrection there is no serat for them as we mentioned and they enter the hell and some would stay longer on the day of resurrection to see if there is a hope for them to be saved but eventually they cannot be saved and they enter the hell so when they enter the hell after those who had previously been there, who were sent there before, every time that a nation enters hell, it will curse its sister, sister nation, that uh, uh, you were the ones who led us astray. Actually, everyone tries to blame, to put the blame on, on, on others. Those who were there before, of course, uh, cannot put blame on those who come afterwards, but especially those who come afterwards try to put the blame on them. and as we see, even those who were before they, who were there before, they will try to put the blame on those who come after in a different way. It is a sort of recrimination everyone tries to, uh, to, to to make the other one to be the criminal who have led them into this situation. Until when they all rejoin in it. So this again tells us that people do not get into the hell all at once. It's a gradual process. It takes some while until all nations come. And reside in their own places, every of course hell has different quarters, and every nation would reside in one quarter of the hell. however uh, the those who neighboring nations who can see each other who had some relations in this world because our acts and actions have uh, uh, dire consequences on each other on, on other people if I say something which may lead someone astray that person would follow me to the hell to the same place that I would reside and therefore people would see each other in a way that they recognize they recognize who said what and how they followed and how they were uh, ended up in the hell so when all of them Com Hatta Daraku fiha jamia. They all catch up with each other into the hell. The last of them will say about the first of them. Now about this Ukraum and Ulahum, there are several uh, opinions. That's what does it mean? Does it mean the latest generation would speak to the to the very first generation of human beings who have entered the hell, which of course it doesn't make any sense, unless if we say that the very first generation of human beings who uh, was who did astray, who did stray from the uh, from the course, they were actually those who originated this path of. Uh, wrong and kufr and paved it for others. So there is one possibility. So one view would be that the very last nation who enters the hell, the very na- last nation who enters the hell blames the very first nation who actually established wrongdoing and kufr on the earth. This is one possibility. And ukra and ula, of course, Uh, would mean the very last one and the very first one. The other possibility is that this is not a conversation between the very last and the very first nation. It is a conversation between the previous generation and the generation who came after them and followed suit what they had established in terms of falsehood. So they would speak to them. They say, you... Prepared this place for us. We followed you. You were the ones who established this falsehood for us. If they are their fathers, their grandfathers, or their, their fellow citizens, or whatever, you did prepare this, and we followed you. There is another possibility for this: "Ochrāhum" and As some exegetes says that say that. Uh, Although the past generations have actually established falsehood and the the, the later generations have followed them, but this doesn't mean that later generations didn't have any control or didn't have any will to decide what to do. And therefore, According to this, we have a hadith which says this is not about generations. This is about the tyrants and those who followed the tyrants. So, أُخْرَاهُمْ لَأُولَاهُمْ would mean that those who followed the tyrants, those who followed the wrong leaders, they will put the blame on the leaders who led them there. So, three possibilities, which, uh, all of which, of course, uh, have some sort of justification. Uh, the, the last uh, uh, possibility is also reported in a report from Imam al-Baqir, that this is about the tyrants and those who followed them. However, this does not uh, exclude other possibilities as well. The last of them will say about the first of them, رَبَّنَا فَآتِهِمْ عَذَابًا Now here, what they say is, Our Lord, so they do not speak to, according to the verse, they do not speak to the previous generation or to the tyrants, they speak to God. However, there is a laam here, which means they say to them. If, in this translation that I have, it says the last of them will say about the first of them. That means they do not address them, they address God. And they speak to God about them. However, Allama uh, Tabatabai says that there is a, a, a sort of uh, abridgment in in these statements. That the okhra would tell to ulahum, to the previous generation, or to the tyrants, that you led us astray. And they say, no, it was your fault. And when they see that this argument leads nowhere, they turn to God and say, رَبَّنَا This is how Allah says the statement should be, and it has been abridged in a very succinct and beautiful way. فَعَاتِهِمْ مِنَ النَّارِ Our Lord, it was they who led us astray. So give them a double punishment of the fire. مِنَ النَّارِ And Allah speaks now. قَالَ He will say it is double for each of you. Both of you have double punishment. تعلمون, but you do not know. Now, what's the meaning of this? Both of you have double punishment, but you do not know. Well, means you are unaware of each other's situation. You think that they have the same portion of adab uh, or punishment as you have because you are looking from outside. You just see the environment in which they live. And you think that you are living in the same environment, so you should have the same punishment, but you don't know what intrinsically, what punishment they are going through. So you are unaware of each other's azar. It's just the same thing about paradise. Although we all live in the same environment of of pleasure, but we are unaware of each other's internal, intrinsic experiences of beauty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is how people, although they live in the same place, they are actually separated from each other by, by their grades and degrees, whether in the, in the paradise or in the hell. Here Allah says, Both of you have double. Why both of you have double? Of course it's different. The The double punishment for those who follow is different from the double punishment of those who were followed, why those who follow who were followed have double punishment is quite clear. Because not only they led themselves to destructions, they also led others to destruction as well. However, those who followed, did they didn't they help those whom they followed in their uh, in their arrogance in their transgression, if they were not followed by these people, if, for example, the tyrants are not helped by people, by their subjects who follow them and carry on their orders, they cannot do the mischief that they usually do on the earth. So both of them would have double punishment. It's not the case that one person has full control and others have no control at all. And this is about... Uh, uh, Doing mischief on the, uh, mischief on the earth and also about leading people astray and those who are led astray by them they actually support and strengthen their views about uh, diversion from the wrong pa- uh, from the right path so both of them both th- those who follow and those who are followed have double punishment. <laughs> He will say, it is double for each of you. وَلَكِنْ لَا تَعْلَمُوا وَقَالَتْ أُولَاهُمْ لِأُخْرَاهُمْ And the first of them will say to the last of them, whichever meaning we take, فَمَا كَانَ لَكُمْ عَلَيْنَا مِنْ فَضُلٍ Now, this is after they hear what Allah says, that لَكُلِّنْ Both of you have double punishment. Then they say, "Well, you see, you have no merit upon us. Although you followed us, although it was because of us who you, who, uh, you came here to, to hell, which you came here to hell. However, listen what God says: So you have no preference, no advantage over us. So taste the punishment." For what you used to do, now here they don't say "You used to follow us. They said, kuntum tak sabun. you yourself earned it." It was not us. It is not us who should be blamed for what you did. And it, it, the, the whole conversation shows the type of psychological ambience of the hell, that everyone is against another one. All are fighting with each other, and if they are let loose, they attack each other, they inj- injure each other. This is just a conversation, but if they are let loose, and uh, most probably that's why they are all shackled, so that they do not bring extra punishment to each other by all these uh, animosity and hatred that they have towards each other. إِنَّ <laughs> ذَلَكَ as we have in Surah, Surah Sa'ad, Inna This infighting of the people of the hell is haq. Why is haq? Because they have actually lived on these qualities in the previous world and they have brought it with themselves. Competition, envying, animosity and all these things they have brought with themselves here and now they continue to fight. Now one uh, simple issue which uh, may be uh, neglected here is we see that not only there is a conversation between people of the hell among themselves, there is a conversation between God and people of the hell here. And this is amazing how they can address God and how can they receive an address from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while they are in the hell. Uh, we may say that they receive this communication through the angels who are in, in the hell and who are the gods there or, uh, or, or do the, the different functions which would uh, keep the hell going. However, this is eliminated here. In every conversation which is between which is quoted in the Quran that will take place in future between God and inhabitants of the hell, there is no uh, mention of a mediation for this communication. Uh, And if there is such a mediation still that shows the great capacity of the people of the hell in their ability to converse with god whenever they wish and to receive actually a communication from god let's say for example in uh, in surah mu'minun uh, there's a long conversation mentioned between god and uh, the uh, the inhabitants of the hell which precludes the uh, uh, the, the idea that uh, this might be just some sort of uh, definition of their states. Allah is not actually addressing them. However, he's saying that when they speak to each other like this, Allah would actually tell to himself. Speaks to himself that, for example, Allah says for both of you are, uh, are, are double punishment. Uh, not addressing them, but Allah is actually uh, saying this to us, that Allah knows this and Allah tells that uh, for, for there's double punishment for both of them. As I said, those detailed communications would preclude this. For example, in Surah Mu'minun, as I said, they say, They say, Our oh Lord, our misery overwhelmed them. And we were a people who went astray. Rabbana akhrijna minha. Fa'in udna fa'inna zhalimun. Bring us out from here. And if we return to what we did, then we are zhalimun. Then bring us back. Fa'in udna fa'inna zhalimun. Qa lakhsa'u fiha wa la tukallimun. He says, get lost in the hell. Do not speak. Speak to me. Now, this shows that there is a communication. Do not speak to me. There were a group of people while you were living in the previous world. They used to call me. They used to say, Our oh Lord, forgive us. Our Lord have mercy upon us. You ridiculed them. And this habit of you made you to forget me. Now I have rewarded them and they are the successful ones. Now, why I mention this? This detailed communication cannot be just... Something that Allah is mentioning uh, about an imaginary sort of or something which goes in mind of the two sides. It is a conversation. It is a communication. What we can say about this is to somehow uh, make a similarity between this conversation and conversation which took place place between Iblis and Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever we say about that conversation... After the damnation, of course. We know that the the conversation, all conversations between Iblis and Allah, which are quoted in the Quran, are after the damnation. So any type of conversation which took place, uh, whatever we say about that kind of conversation which took place between Iblis and Allah, we can say it about the communication of people of the hell and Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. What we can say... Here about human beings which enter hell is that after meeting the Lord, after Allah, which we repeatedly said that it takes place for everyone, regardless of being mu'minar and kafir, everyone will meet Allah. You are going towards your Lord and you will meet him. Now after that meeting... Human capacity, human faculties will grow in such a way that all these uh, interactions, communications would become possible. However, for some this happens in hell, for some this happens in paradise. The growth is there. The growth of human faculties, the growth of human uh, abilities is there for everyone. However, some go to hell, some go to paradise. It's just like this world. The growth is for everyone. Everyone which is born in this world, they go through a process of growth. They become uh, quite mature people with different faculties of reasoning, understanding, being able to communicate with each other. It is there for everyone. However, some become kafir, some become mu'min. Uh, Kafirun, so, if this is the case, if this growth is for everyone here, although some would become kafir, some would become mu'min, the same growth we go through in Barzakh, and the same growth we go through in uh, the day of judgment, and in hell and paradise. However, some are kafir, and deprived of mercy of Allah, and some are mu'min, and Included in that mercy. This is what we can say about all these uh, quotations uh, which are mentioned in the Holy Quran about the communication between the people of the hell and Allah. And it shows that the relation is not absolutely severe. There is still some sort of link because they are the creations and Allah is the creator. And eventually, inshallah, they will be by going through all these sufferings and supplicating the Lord they will be saved eventually one day. And then there is a general uh, statement here uh, about uh, these people who have entered hell. In Aladina Kadabu Bayatana, wasakbaru anha, La Tufatahulahum Abuabusama, Walayat Huluna L Janata حَتَّى يَلَجَ الْجَمَلُ فِي سَمِّ Indeed, those who deny our signs and are disdainful of them, the gates of the heaven will not be opened for them, nor shall they enter paradise until the camel passes through the needle's eye. And thus do we requite the guilty. This is something which is mentioned in previous books as well. This is in the Bible as well. That you will not enter the malakut of the Lord, the heaven, if you are, uh, if you, you, you are of, among those who deny until the camel goes through the needle, needle's eye. Uh, so it may be something which... Is actually taken from previous revelations and exactly in the same form is mentioned in the Quran. Now, about uh, some words in this ayah, Jamal, of course, is camel. However, some have said that Jamal may also mean a very thick rope, and they say that this is more suitable. Uh, more appropriate, this meaning of Jamal is more appropriate to the verse that until the very thick rope goes through the needle's eye. However, because this is uh, uh, this is for showing impossibility, absolute impossibility, I think this has been a sort of common parable in 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 the past generations that's until camel goes through the needle's eye as i as i said as i said is mentioned in previous books as well and some khiyat is needle some is hole and the plural is, is samum which is also mentioned in the quran naras as samum samum and samum uh, is is that sort of wind which penetrates into the holes of the skin. And that's why it's called Samum, which means holes, which goes through the skin and burns inside the flesh and the bone. So, the verse says, (inaudible) Those who deny our signs, (inaudible) and are disdainful of them, they regard themselves above Taking any heed of these signs, so this shows that those who deny the signs not out of arrogance. If there is such a thing, if there is a possibility of denying these signs not out of arrogance, are not included in this, and they will be forgiven if it's because of some shubha, some confusion, or whatever. This estekbar is the most important thing that they deny because. Of because they see themselves as independent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as independent from God and they think that they can do whatever they wish (laughs) the gates of heaven will not be opened for them of course sama here is not heaven in the meaning of paradise Although we can say that paradise is in sama as well in the heaven. Now the exegetes have mentioned different meanings for this la lahum abu abu sama. What does it mean? Now by sama, of course, we don't mean the sky, as here is mentioned. Uh, it, it has been translated as heaven. Sama is the dimension in which the angels live, and the dimension from which people would be elevated to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is sama la tuftahu lahum abwabus sama means the gates to the heaven to where the angels live to where Allah responds to prayers to where Allah receives the souls of good doers they these doors will not be opened for them now the there is a hadith by Imam Imam al Baqar alay salam which mentions that Qal uh, Abu Jafar alayhi salam Ammal Mu'minuna Faturfawa a'maluhum wa Arwahuhum Elasama Fatufta Hulahum Abuabha for Mu'minun their acts and their souls will go up to the heavens and the doors will open for them now the exegesis have said three things about this opening opening for what for prayers for actions and for souls now what does that mean first of all when we pray the prayer should go to that dimension which receives the response of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now that is in sama whatever sama means as I said, this doesn't mean sky, this doesn't mean this, the, the, the universe, whatever is included in the, in the universe. It means a dimension above this. It wouldn't go up to there. Their dua wouldn't go up. It, just, it is just returned. The doors will not open until the camel goes through the needle's eye. One is dua, the other is acts, even the good acts of those who do istikbar, it doesn't go there. The doors will not open. A good act they do, it goes up. Of course uh, it goes up. However, the doors would not open. Why? Because this act hasn't come from a heart which belongs to there. So it's reset. And after they die, their souls are not taken into that place. Which is, of course, the vicinity of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. They are returned to a place which is called sajjin Kalā kitāb lāfi Maybe this is an allusion to all this in uh, in Surah Mutaffifin. kitāb lāfi Wama adraka The the book which contains the actions of Fujar, is in Sajin. Kalla kitab al-abrar Now, al is a place which is the highest of the high. So the acts of the abrar which go to that high place. Why? Because the door of the heaven opens for them, for this a'mal. And the souls as well, after they die. So Imam uh, Abu Jafar al baqir says that for mu'minun, their a'mal and their arwah, it goes up, it is taken up, turfa, it is taken up to the sama, and the doors of it opens for them. وَأَمَّا الْكَافِرِ بَعَمَلْهِ وَرُوحِهِ for the kafir also, because this is a general rule, Allah has destined that all souls and all acts should go to the heaven, should go up and reside there. So, for the kafir as well, their acts and their souls will be taken up to that place automatically, because this is the law. Until it goes up to that. Level to that to doors of that dimension, but the doors would not open. So, uh, an angel would call take the action to say, not to this place, which is the, uh, the, the place for the act of the humble people as against uh, the arrogant people. No, of course. To enter the paradise is a consequence of the a'mal going to heaven. If the a'mal and the soul goes to heaven, then the consequence is that the person would enter Jannah. fi sammel khiyat wa This is how we uh, requit the guilty. So if it not, doesn't go there, where does it go? Their a'mal, their soul... Where does it go? لَهُمْ مِنْ جَهَنَّمَ مِحَادٌ وَمِنْ فَوْقِهِمْ غَوَاشٌ وَكَذَلِكَ They shall have hell for their restine place, and over them shall be sheets of fire. And thus do we requite the wrongdoers. Now, مِنْ جَهَنَّمَ مِحَادٌ is from Mahd, a place where people reside, of course. Uh, pl- even the cradle of uh, of babies is called mahd because they are usually placed in there so mahad means on the ground that they live is uh, is uh, actually uh, shields of fire and on top of them also rawash is the plural of rashi Rashi or has Something which covers And what covers them Is of course Are layers of fire And this is explaining The environment of the hell From the beneath And from the above This heat comes And whatever Whether this is metaphorical Or is physical It alludes to the fact That they are Encompassed by this sort of punishment. Lahum in surah Zuhruf we have lahum min fauqhim zulalum min an-nar wa min zulal. There are shades of fire above them and shades of fire be below them. So this is the type of environment in which they live. Wa kada ala And this way requite wrongdoers. وَسَلَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَى مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَيْهِ الطَّاهِيرِ
1: Thank you much indeed, Uh, Sheikh. uh, The floor is now open for discussion, questions, uh, clarification. So, can we start with anybody who is willing to? Are the brothers, sisters? Manzoor, Riyadh, Nizad? Sisters? Yes. Thank you.
0: Um, okay, a few weeks ago, we said that um, non Muslims can go into Jannah, so like Christians and Jews or whatever. But today, what we're saying is um, if, you're, um, if you're, as in, if you're, um,
1: your good deeds will not go, will not enter the doors, and for you to go to
0: heaven, you need your good deeds to enter. So then, um, if you're like someone who's not Muslim, and your goodies are not entering Jannah, then how are you going to be able to go to Jannah? No, take all these as believers, okay? Don't bring in religions here because this is talking generally, okay? So we are talking about believers and disbelievers. Now, if anyone in their religion they have uh, uh, they have believed in God, then of course they are included in whatever we say according to their own religion.
1: Okay, so does that mean a non as a non-believer, even if he does loads of good acts, he'll never be able to go to Jannah?
0: Because the basis for all this is faith, faith in God. If this connection is severed, then it should be re-established in hell, as you see. You see, this connection is established in hell by people talking to God, beseeching, supplicating. This connection should be established somewhere. Without that, that is the the main field on which all acts would would grow. If you don't have the field, the acts would would just perish and disappear.
1: Yeah, Yes, yeah, sisters, can you take the mic? Uh, can you take the mic? The mic is behind you. The mic. Switch it on. Switch it on. Just Switch on, please. Switch there. You know, in verse 38, it says, enter the nations that have passed away, yeah, that whenever a nation shall enter. Do you mean country, like India, Pakistan? No, no,
0: nation means groups of different uh, different faiths, different acts. This this is what is meant by nations, not nation-states.
1: Oh, nation-like, yeah. co- not countries. Like no,
0: certainly not. Right. No.
1: Thank you. Any other brothers or sisters? Anybody? Riyadh, Nizal, Manzul. Yes, sister, you can have it, yes.
0: Alaykum <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> When you said the growth will be there for both people in paradise and in hell. So for those who had already been, had gone astray during their stay in the world and hopefully, inshallah, they will be growing in hell. Would there be then a possibility for them, hopefully, once the growth is there, to be taken out of hell in the near future and then going to paradise? Or do you think they uh, being so arrogant that they would still not be believing and just staying there in the hellfire?
0: Yeah. Uh, you see, we have two different types of growth. One is the growth in, th- in terms of human faculties, just as we have in this world. I mean, after we, we are born, there on, our faculties start to grow. And this is equal for everyone, for mu'min for kafir, the way we can see things, the way we can hear, and then the way we can distinguish between different words, the way we can then understand uh, rational arguments, philosophy, poetry, all these feelings which human beings develop. It's the same for everyone, okay? And then there is something especially... Uh, uh, Different for mu'min and kafir and that is the spiritual growth which happens for mu'min and doesn't happen for kafir. Now, in the hereafter it will be the same. There are some general faculties of human beings which grow and that is the same for people in the hell and people in the paradise. For example, the, uh, the extraordinary physical capability and capacity of both in paradise and in hell. The capacity to communicate with God, which is there for both. If, yes, spiritually, if they can start, grow their spiritual uh, dimension as well, they will come out of hell one day. And this is uh, almost unanimous among all Muslims, that not everyone would remain in hell. They will come out of hell one day. However, that depends on whether they they want the spiritual to grow or not.
1: Thank you, Sheikh. Uh, I know it is a bit uh, difficult to understand this growth in uh, heaven and hell. And I mean, of course, here we know that we are going through a learning process on the earth. So when you say when you Say growth in heaven and hell. Uh, uh, in heaven, uh, how will the, will there be another kind of process of learning going through, kind of a better understanding, or there will be some preachers or
0: how? Hopefully, there are preachers there in paradise as well. Uh, yes, of course, we go through a process of growth in paradise. And uh, that means day by day, because that is where actually we receive manifestations from Lords day by day, every day a new sort of manifestation, and that, of course, increases our knowledge. However, we cannot change our station. That's, that's what is important. The stations are acquired by our acts in this world. Now, no matter what we do there, that doesn't count in taking us through a different station however we go through a process of growth all together, everyone in their stations they go through a process of growth and what is growth it is acquiring knowledge isn't it, and what higher knowledge than we have than knowledge of, the, of God knowledge about God and this is what we receive in paradise day by day so we shouldn't think that's a stagnant sort of life, it is not at all
1: Yes, but then what do you mean by station? For example, if I'm in station A and somebody is a higher station, which is B, yeah. so and when you say that all of them will be growing together, so I will still remain in station A, but although I'll be sort of… If no, because the one
0: assist- who is in station B grows with you. You never oh. catch him. Okay. That, that is what I mean. You never catch him. Although you may come to that station that he was before, okay. but he is now above you in another station. As I said, there is a hadith which says that, you know, when we talk about hadith, we, know, we, we talk about probable knowledge because hadith is not, doesn't bring us certainty on, on these issues, but we talk about probable knowledge. There is a hadith which says that after 50,000 years in paradise, the Mu'minun would reach the sort of spiritual growth that Prophet had in this world Mm -hmm. now you can imagine where the Prophet will go I mean we never can catch him he he, he grows uh, out of our imagination
1: but then then when you look at the hell side so when you say growth so that growth doesn't mean that uh, uh, people in the hell will now Begin to accept and understand the reality uh, of God and His existence, and, and then their uh, sins will be lessened. Is that what you mean by the growth in, in that? Well, you context? see,
0: they come to a realization of, of their wrongs, isn't it? This is growth, isn't it? They come to a realization of, of, of their wrongdoings, they turn to God, this is growth. And uh, all these would show that, of course, there is a process of growth. However, what I meant by that growth, I didn't mean this type of growth. I meant that our faculties would grow when we go to Darul Akhirah. And there the people would have this ability to meet the Lord and then to communicate with him, whether they go to hell or they go to paradise. Ah,
1: Okay, thank you much indeed. Any
0: brothers, sisters? Anyone? Anybody?
1: Riaz, uh, Nizar, any sisters? Yes, yes. Assalamu alaikum. Thank, Thank you for a beautiful explanation, as usual. Just um, all sometimes all these things is beyond imagination, beyond my, you know. You, I mean, what questions me is okay after everybody has been um, um, after uh, during the resurrection and at the day of judgment. People have been punished or people have been put into heaven or hell according to their, their deed. But after that, after everything has been done, what happens to the world? What happens to the human being? Uh, where are we? What is, what is beyond that?
0: There is nothing beyond Jannah, of course. Nothing beyond paradise. Because paradise is beyond everything. And when people are placed in paradise, that is neighborhood of God whatever it means, it's neighborhood of God in the sense that you feel the presence of God there in paradise every moment. And that gives you the highest pleasure. And also day by day you learn more about God. And this never ends because God is infinite. And what you learn will will be going on for, 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 for the eternality. Uh, for the eternal time, it will go on and on and there is also this eagerness to know more and more however when I say this is beyond our imagination because we only think about the very mean and uh, small purposes that we have in this world and we cannot imagine the purpose that people will have in paradise because that is the real purpose of life, that is the real knowledge. We learn in this world the knowledge about uh, the, the, the physical world, and that gives us lots of excitement, isn't it? And it's very useful as well. Now, you can imagine if we learn about God in paradise, what will happen, what sort of excitement it will give us. So, this is something that uh, in our capacity now we really cannot imagine. That's why I always say it goes beyond our imagination.
1: Thank you very much, Anybody else? Uh, there? Well, it seems... Uh, okay, yeah. Nothing. seems like that, Unless you can go early. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Okay, thank you, Muhammad. Wali Muhammad salah.